0: what's up guys david harrison here from the lockdown bucks podcast and just a a little of a public service announcement i I suppose uh james and i've decided to take this week off from the show uh take a little bit of a much needed and i think a much deserved break um however we didn't want to leave you guys without any content or anything to listen to so we thought it'd be a cool idea and a fun idea to revisit some of our favorite episodes from the 2019 uh season year as it were Uh, we're gonna we're gonna replay some interviews with some players and then kind of a fun episode that we uh, had a little bit of fun with with some sound effects and everything else so uh, again guys thank you all so much for listening your support throughout the years that we've been doing this show we will be back with you next week with some brand new content uh, but for the time being, hopefully you guys enjoy kind of recapturing some of the some of the stuff that happened before the season and even during the season, and, and enjoy some of these interviews with some of these players and some of the stuff that we really enjoyed in 2019. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, let's get right to today's episode.
1: You are locked on Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team
2: every day. Or somebody else takes you out of the frame. Put your name to
0: shame, cover up your face. You can't
3: run the race, the pace is too fast, you just won't last. What's up and welcome back to the Locked on Bucks podcast. I'm James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we're doing over at BucksNation.com and make sure you follow along on Twitter at Locked On Bucks, at JayYarko underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Coming up an interview with new Buccaneers wide receiver, Brashad Perryman. Joining us now is a man who hails from the great state of Georgia. He was a standout as a member of the UCF Knights. He was taken with the 26th pick in the first round of the 2015 draft by the Baltimore Ravens. Most recently, he was part of the soap opera I guess we could say of the Cleveland Browns with the mess between Hugh Jackson and Baker Mayfield but now he is a receiver for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Joining us on the podcast welcome Brashad Perryman. Brashad how are you?
2: I'm good how are you guys doing? Doing well
3: doing well thank you so much for giving us some of your time.
2: Oh no problem man thank you for having me treasures all mine.
3: Yeah, we really appreciate it. And of course, you know, welcome
1: you to uh, the, the Buccaneers and, and you know, uh, the, the fans of the Buccaneers are a very interesting bunch. I think you'll have fun with them uh, during during your time with
2: with uh, Tampa Bay. <laughs> I can't wait, man. I'm ready to get, get it rolling and see how they how loud they can get. <laughs>
1: Definitely, hopefully, hopefully pretty loud. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that works out. But um, to start things off tonight, uh, I want to kind of go back to your, your, your college days. And if you could, I mean, something that's kind of a popular topic these days, obviously the draft is about to happen and the combine just got finished up. Um, what's something, if you had the opportunity to go back and tell your younger self getting ready to come into the NFL, what's a, what's a piece of advice or something you would clue him on, clue him in on uh, now that you've, you've had some experience in the league?
2: Um, I would definitely tell all the draft guys are getting ready to get drafted like just embrace the whole process like I think with me going through the entire process it was it's a it's a very long process, and you know um especially with me you know i was i guess I was projected pretty high, so I had a lot of visions i had you know teams that wanted to work me out um the biggest thing I could say is just enjoy the process like it's it's a once in a lifetime experience and you know just going to all these places and meeting, meeting all these coaches. Um, I just feel like back then, you know, I, I was like, man, I'm just ready to get this over with. But, you know, looking back at it, it was just, it's, it seems like it's such a blessing. Like it was such a cool experience just to be able to go through.
3: Yeah. As, as part of the draft process, you know, we've seen it kind of evolve over the years into just this wild spectacle Looking back, was there anything leading up to draft night that you felt may have been overvalued, and maybe something that you felt was a little
2: undervalued? Uh, that's a good question. I never really, even really thought about it. To be honest with you, um, I, for the most part, I just took with whatever they said, you know, with a grain of salt, whether it was good or bad, and just kept it moving. You know, for the most part, I, I, for the things that they said, I couldn't do. Yeah, I couldn't do good. I really didn't take it to heart or, um, you know, or I may just sat down and look at myself in the mirror and see if that's, you know, actually true. And I just wanted to work on those things and the things that they said I could do good with, you know, that's that's cool and everything too. Take it with a grain of salt and um, just basically just work on my good and bad.
1: And then obviously, you know, uh, we've already kind of already covered you were drafted by the Ravens. Uh, there in the first round and and unfortunately had that injury your rookie season that that took your, your first year in the league away from you as far as playing is concerned. And obviously that's that's a crucial time in a player's development, right, is their first year in the NFL to really kind of translate their college skills into the pro game. Was there anything else, though, outside the injuries, uh, like maybe a system fit or, or a coaching fit, or even the emotional fatigue of just having that kind of a setback as you're just getting your career started that you feel kind of contributed to how everything – ended
2: up playing out with the Ravens uh that's tough to say I don't think I was going through anything emotionally like it was a very tough time for me you know just battling injury after injury I think my first year I tore my PCL my second year I partially tore my ACL I think during OTAs or mini camp one of those so um you know just battling injuries and it was it was just It was just tough, and I feel like that was the reason why my time was cut short there. But I feel like, you know, everything happens for a reason, and I'm blessed to be a part of the Bucks now.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, when you join the Bucs and, and get into the building, there's going to be a familiar face there. A former teammate of yours with the Baltimore Ravens is, of course, the Buccaneers center Ryan Jensen. He seems like a, a pretty adventurous person. We were lucky enough to have him on the show, and he seems like a, a really cool dude and a, a fun player to be around. Is it going to help you to already have a, a familiar face in the locker room uh, as as you join a new team? And maybe any, any fun stories or experiences with uh, Jensen in the past that you can share with us
2: uh i feel like definitely it would definitely help my transition you know I, it, it's just good to have somebody to go to you know that if you need any help if you um you know need to know anything about you know the organization plays you know anything that you have somebody to go to that you you know that you're familiar with and um i don't know if i have any stories of gent uh i just know he's a crazy dude and he gives him that feel man he's a dog and Know he's on that field, you definitely want to be on his team.
1: Yeah, Bucks fans definitely uh, definitely got a good taste of that, and <laughs> and you know, obviously, there's there's some bad that comes. There's always kind of a bad side that comes with that kind of intensity. But uh, I think what Ryan Jensen brings to the team, brings to the field, is definitely a positive more than any type of penalties or negatives that that could come with it. Um, moving moving on to your time uh, with with Cleveland, obviously, uh, just the last season. But before you arrived there, you know, they were part of Hard Knocks and all that stuff, and, and everybody kind of got to see that there just a lot of really strong personalities on that roster and in that in that building. Um, what was it like to be in that organization, in that locker room with some of those personalities?
2: I uh, I think my time there was absolutely great. So, you know, I feel like all of the players, all the different personalities were great. I think that's what, um, you know, made basically everybody – Come on and click towards the end of the year or towards the middle and end of the year, um you know with those personalities and you know just those personalities help bring out the best out of everybody in that building um as far as coaches um you know everybody upstairs, and definitely all the players yeah and and
3: Brashad, I'm actually located in in Ohio, so I, I'm pretty close to the Bengals and then get to see a lot of Brown stuff. And, and when the Browns got Jarvis Landry and they drafted Baker Mayfield, I was excited to see what they could do. I, I really like Baker Mayfield a lot, and I've, I've enjoyed watching Jarvis Landry. But both guys are seem really intense about what they do on the football field. Was there anything that stood out about either of those guys that, you know, as you got to know them, maybe kind of away from the intensity of of playing football, and maybe just more of who Jarvis and, and Baker were
2: as as guys. Both of them are true competitors, like on the field, and off the field. Like off the field, no matter if you say um, anything, like you want to shoot a paper ball into a trash can, you want to you know flip coins. Like they're just real true competitors, no matter what it is, they're not going to back down from a challenge. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's one thing I picked up about both of them very really quickly.
1: Do you think, uh, so Baker Mayfield obviously has been kind of a polarizing character uh, throughout his, his time in the spotlight. Do you think uh, he gets kind of a bum rap or, or do you think that, uh, well, I doubt everybody's the, the quote unquote haters are very accurate about him, but what, what about him do you think is so polarizing and, and, What's some insight you can give us into the real Baker Mayfield?
2: That's tough because I don't I don't even know how people betray him, so I I don't really look into you know the media and everything. But so that's tough to even answer. But you know I just feel like Baker's a real cool, real humble dude. You know, just when he gets on the field, you know, is basically strictly business, and you know he's trying to win at all costs. And basically, if you're with him, you're with him. If you're not, he doesn't really too much care anything about you.
1: Okay. And then uh, speaking of quarterbacks, you've obviously played with some notable ones. You know, Blake Bortles in college, Joe Flacco, Baker Mayfield, obviously, we just talked about. And now you're going to be playing with Jameis Winston, who you mentioned that you got to meet during the draft process when you guys were coming out together. Um, what's yep. one thing in, just in your experience that you think a quarterback really needs to have to be successful? And, and do you see that in Jameis?
2: Yeah, definitely. James, um I think it it would be confidence. And I think Jameis has a ton of, it. you know, just just the way that he carries himself, just the way that he talks. Um, you know, from the outside looking in, I haven't played with him on the, um, I haven't played with him on the team yet. But out from the outside looking in, you could just tell. Um, when you watch Tampa Bay games, you know on Thursday night or Monday night, you know he's he's definitely a competitor and his confidence is through the roof. Which is, and he's a he's a true leader. Which, you know, I feel like if you're going to be a great quarterback, those are all great traits to have. And I feel like he has all of those traits
3: yeah absolutely absolutely and now you know you you're moving on new team fresh start are there any parts of your career brashad that you look back on and you wish you could have done differently as an individual
2: uh let's see i think my my the second year that i played at the Ravens. so first year i was i was hurt so the uh the second year that I was actually on the field, I, f- I felt like I could have uh, – it was some passes or some catches that I definitely want back, some drops that I want back. But um, other than that, you know, all of the injuries and everything, you know, it was definitely misfortunate. And, you know, it's a part of the game. You know, you really can't control injuries. But at the same time, I just feel like, you know, that uh, all it for a reason. And uh, that basically my short time – if it wasn't for those injuries, I basically want to be able to play with Cleveland, with Cleveland, and none of those great guys on that team. And um, now I want to be here playing with the Bucks. If it wasn't for you know how how everything went down, so you know I'm just extremely grateful for the story.
1: Yeah, it's it's a story I think that's definitely far from over. I think that's a that's a real strong way of, of looking at your experience so far. Um, I mean, obviously being a first round pick uh, in, in today's league. Means that every move is scrutinized, right? Every stat uh, is measured more intense, intensely. Um, how how has having a father who played in the league, even if it was before, kind of this more modern, you know, like social media and all that uh, NFL? How has that helped you kind of deal with everything that you've had come
2: your way? Uh, it helped me trem- tremendously, man. My dad, he really like to this day, you know, he just he just helps me, um, just really just stay focused, try to not to even pay attention to the media or, you know, what people are saying, no matter if it's good or bad, you know, kind of just stay focused on my lane and, you know, my race, you know, at the end of the day, it's just, it's really just me out there. It's not, I can't do it for, you know, to make everybody say positive things and I can't do it for the people that's all saying negative things about me. You know, it just, he just always tell me that I really got to go out there and just focus and work hard and, um, Basically, try try to outwork everybody, and you know let everything else just take care of itself.
3: Yeah, we've had we've had a few players on the team. In fact, fellow receiver Chris Godwin, uh, as well as as Ryan Jensen that I mentioned earlier, and we've even had the wife of one of the players on the show, and they've all kind of clued us in a little bit on how it is for them is you know living a life being part of the NFL. You have a unique perspective, being that your father was in the NFL as well. And even though you were really young when he was, you know, when he had stopped playing, do you have any specific memories or, or kind of, you know, thoughts or or stories about what it was like uh, to grow up the the child of an NFL player?
2: Sadly, I don't remember any. I don't have really any NFL stories for you for you guys for my dad. <laughs> Uh you know, the most stories I have is just sitting down, you know, uh watching film with him, watching his his the old tapes, the old tape player that they had, but um <laughs> but yeah, just sitting in a room and watching tapes of him playing, but um other than that, you know, I don't have any crazy memories that I remember of that I was just too young.
1: Okay. Yeah, and so when did you realize that you like NFL receiver, NFL player just in general was was what you wanted to do with your life and how was how your father kind of instrumental uh, in and in, in kind of helping you cultivate that dream and reaching the, the heights that you have?
2: Honestly, I, uh, it may have been somewhere near like my freshman year of college when I was like, okay, you know, I think I do want to play in the NFL, but my dad, you know, used to harp and harp on about you know, how I can't really focus on that, how I can't focus on, you know, man, I gotta go get to the NFL, you know, I gotta do all these great things so I can get to the NFL. I just really just stayed focused and kinda kept that to the back of my mind until it was actually you know, until my dream really came in reality, then, you know, I was forced to think about it, you know, after my junior year. But, you know, from from that point, from any point before that, you know, I wasn't really too much focused on you know, making it to the NFL or anything like that. I was just trying to focus on being the best that I can be um, during that time.
3: What was it that was that was so attractive about joining the Buccaneers? I mean, was it being able to play with, with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in that receiving core? Was it Bruce's no-risk-it-no-biscuit offense? I mean, what really drew you to Tampa Bay?
2: I think it was a number of numerous things. You know, I feel like just being out there with Mike Evans, I think that's just going to be a wonderful thing, you know, and just another resource, you know, really to learn from, you know, he's been dominating the game since he stepped in the NFL. Um, Him and Chris, Chris, Chris Godwin has also been doing some great things. And um, knowing that coach Arians, the type of mentality that he has as a coach and, you know, the type of, Players that he likes coaching, as far as receivers, it just got me, you know, really excited. You know, I know that his play calling um, is just crazy. You know, he can get anybody the ball and get anyone open at any given time. And also the fact of uh, getting a chance to play with Jameis, you know, in college. Everybody know who Jameis was. We you knew he had this crazy arm, and he still has that crazy arm. And you know, just just the thought of being able to catch passes from him, man, I just it was it was a no brainer. All right. And do you have any any
3: personal ventures coming up? Any any work that you do with any kind of charities or anything like
2: that? Uh, I don't know. Well, no, not I don't know. No, <laughs> uh, not as of now. You know, I'm I have been debating before I head up to Tampa. I may go. Back to where I grew up in in Florida and give some bites out, but other than that, that's about it.
1: Okay, and Rashad, last question for me: um, What's something again? New team, new fan base, right? What's what's something that uh, about you, either as a player or as a person, or even both, that you want Bucks fans to know uh, as you get ready to to join join this team?
2: Uh, let's see. I'm a real cool, humble guy. Don't don't like to do too much. Kind of, sort of like a homebody. Um, and you know when I'm out there on that field, I'm a uh, I'm gonna give it my all every time that I step on the field, every play.
3: All right. Well, and and to get to know a little bit more about Brashad the person, we're gonna hit you with our rapid fire. Just a few questions, not sports related, just to get to know you a little bit more as a person. Does that sound good? Let's do it. I'm ready. All right. Who is your all time favorite superhero? Superman. Superman? Okay. How about your all time favorite movie?
2: Ah. Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Friday. <laughs> oh, great Ooh, movie. Nice.
0: I got I
1: gotta follow up to that one real quick, James, if you don't mind me interrupting. Yeah, go ahead. Brashad, what's your opinion of Quentin Tarantino movies? Oh why would you do this to me?
2: Quentin Tarantino.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, oh, the uh,
3: who He did uh Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, and
2: Bastards, the Kill Bill movies. Oh, uh, I seen I don't think I ever seen any Kill Bill movies. I've seen Django though. I, the Django movie was pretty good in my eyes. But um I haven't seen the Kill Bill movies and all that, so I, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um well, well, <laughs> Well
3: I I had mentioned on Twitter that I am not a fan of Quentin Tarantino and I pretty much got destroyed uh for cool. that opinion. So I think David was just trying to start uh
2: you know trouble for me. <laughs> all right. So I'm a, I'm going a to go home and I'm going to watch all of his movies and then I get back with you guys. <laughs> nice. Okay.
3: <laughs> all right. Um what was the last song that you listened to?
2: Uh I think it was it was major nine. Uh, which song was that? It was major nine, hating now. That's what it's called. Hating okay. Yep. Um,
3: whether it was your favorite as a as a child or your favorite as an adult, what is your number one vacation spot?
2: Well, I only I just started taking vacations. I think once I got in the NFL, so. I got to say Turks and Caicos right now.
3: Okay. And the last one I have for you is inspired by Katie Nolan. Uh, This was one that she used to ask her guests. Um, Unfortunately, you are about to be put to death, but you get one final meal of whatever you want. I need an entree, a dessert, and a beverage.
2: Oh, man. All right. For the the entree, let me get some pizza. Cheese or pepperoni, doesn't matter. Okay. For dessert. My uncle made some good cake. It's either the cake or the crispy cream donuts. Uh I'ma take I'ma take Krispy Kreme donuts. Alright. And then for the for the drink, I know y'all made. I'm just gonna have a sprite, that's all. Sprite is, uh, I'm I'm pretty basic with the drinks.
3: You know no, that no, sounds but... delicious to me, and and I know David's going to ask, so I'll go ahead and ask, Brashad, <laughs> do you dip your pizza in ranch dressing? No. Ah, oh, yes. You could have You couldn't pay me. <laughs>
0: yes. Oh,
3: no. So I do have a
1: pizza-related question, but it wasn't that.
3: Oh, okay. I fig- I saw uh, you. I saw you jump in. I was like, oh, here comes the ranch question. That's another one I get killed for, Brashad. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: you uh, couldn't pay me to dip my pizza in ranch.
0: <laughs> so
1: one of the one of the Buccaneers employees uh, that I'm sure you're going to get to know very well during your time there, Carmen Vitali, is from Chicago. Uh, and my current day job has unfortunately banished me to New York. So, which one would you prefer, Chicago style deep dish pizza or New York style pizza? I'm
2: have to go in New York. I don't even know if I yeah. had a Chicago style pizza, but New York is. New York pizza is is amazing. I agree. Okay. So, All man. right.
3: Well, Brashad, thank you so much for some of your time. We really appreciate getting to chat with you and, and we wish you nothing but success with the bucks this year. Really hoping to see you ball out and just take, take the NFL world by storm. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on here. A big thank you. Once again, to Buccaneers wide receiver Rashad Perryman. You can check him out on Twitter at B underscore Perryman11. Make sure you're checking out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at at Locked on bucks at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DH82 underscore Bucks, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Make sure you're sending in your voicemails to 813-444-5841. And, of course, please make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your podcatcher of choice, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and we are now on Himalaya. So please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review. Hope you all enjoyed the interview with Brashad Perryman, and we would like to thank each and every one of you for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.